All right. It's a brand new episode of the Call to Arms podcast. Thanks, everybody, for always supporting the pod, by the way. We're really excited about the next week or so. We've got something that we're cooking up that's incredibly special and something that we can't wait to share with all of you guys who continuously support and listen and download to the pod. Please continue to do that. And if you're listening, tag us on social media. Just put it up on Instagram stories and and tag the team. It's greatly appreciated and we love hearing from you guys. All right. This episode is a conversation we had with the one, the only NBA champ. Delhi himself, Mr. Matthew Delavadova. It's a conversation, once again, born out of the partnership that we have here on the podcast with the NBA. Uh, if you guys want to watch the interview and the conversation, you can just look it up on the NBA YouTube channel. Um, search for Republica Huddle, but uh, shout out to them. And shout out to the entire team, the Call to Arms podcast, as usual. Producer made possible by the amigo Toby from HR. Original art is by Alan Martin. And original theme music is a track called Tropical Vikings by Careless Music Manila. So shout out King Wow and shout out Mr. Brett Jackson. It's Delhi from Down Under. That was a terrible accent. My name is Nico Ramos. This is the Call to Arms podcast. Something going on around the islands. Money flowing wherever I've been promised. Just another backing in the tropics. Taking over, trying to stop this novice. Make it kill it. I'm finna conquer. I'm a dreamer. The floor is lava. Something going on around the islands. Straight fire when we vibing, promise. Just like that, the 2021 finals are upon us. And that's why we've invited someone who's been there before to the grandest stage in all of basketball. He's a member of that famous, fabled 2016 world champion Cleveland Cavaliers squad that defied all the odds to capture one of the hardest earned championships ever. This man is one of the toughest and savviest guards in the league, famous for his defensive tenacity and basketball IQ and known by many, known by all, except his mama, by simply Delhi. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matthew Delavadova. Delhi, welcome to the program. We're happy you're here. Uh, thanks very much for having me and thanks for the uh, intro. <laughs> No, I was I was supposed to wear I was supposed to wear a shirt that was um, if you remember that old sitcom Saved by the Bell, but it said Saved by the Dell, and they and they came out with it in honor of you um, after you guys won the title. The problem is that shirt's from 2016, and there's no way I would fit in anything that I owned in 2016. So do know I own Delhi merch. Uh, I just wanted you to know that. <laughs> Appreciate the support. That's how happy I am that you're here. Now, okay, let's talk. Let's talk playoffs, right? So the 2021 playoffs—they've looked a little different, right? They've—they've they've had a lot of new faces, a lot of maybe unexpected teams breaking out and making it deep into the postseason. Did you expect this level of uh, parity? I guess, and how much did you enjoy watching the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I felt like going into the playoffs, it was a wide open race um, and it's definitely been fun to watch. It's it's always more fun when you're in there playing, but uh, it has been fun to watch and there's been some some great games, some great individual performances and um, looking forward to watching the finals. Well, there's a lot of shock factor in the playoffs so far. Was there any particular series that surprised you the most? Uh, I mean, the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series was, uh, I wouldn't say it su surprised me, but it was just amazing to watch um, how high a level of basketball those teams were playing. Uh, but there's been some great games throughout the whole playoffs. I think 
Trey Young having 48 points was another incredible performance. Um, Phoenix have, have been consistent the whole way through, and uh, it's going to be a great finals. Now, if, if someone like that, like Trey Young, who's a guard um, in the league, is just unconscious and going for 48 and seems like he's making everything, and you're sitting there, you're watching, are you yelling defensive instructions to whoever's trying to cover him at that, at that guard position? Or are you able to sit back and just relax? Um, if I'm watching on TV? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're always thinking about what you would do in that situation. Um, but you, you have to um, just, I guess, enjoy the performance as well because, you know, he, he's doing it on the biggest stage. Uh, all the defensive focus and game plan is to try to limit him. Uh, but he was still able to, to have some amazing performances. So uh, you got to give him credit. And almost, almost brought his Atlanta Hawks to the finals. But unfortunately for, for him and all the fans in the A, that matchup will be for the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. You know what it's like being on that stage, the NBA Finals. What do you remember from your first time playing in the finals? Yeah, I mean, uh, just that there's a lot of extra stuff that happens around the games. I mean, the difference between the conference finals and uh, the NBA finals, you know, there's a lot more media. Um, there's the open practices, uh, a lot more uh, commitments around the game. So you just have to make sure um, you kind of get those out of the way and you stay focused on the main thing, uh, which is, you know, following the game plan, figuring out how to win games because, you know, it's high pressure, um, you know, physical, intense, um, and it's, it's just fun basketball to play. Now, you know, health is has become such a big factor um, in this postseason run. I mean, it's always a factor each and every single year, but maybe more so now. And you know a thing or two, uh, and you know it very well, about making the most of your opportunity. The saying goes, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And that's, you know, pretty much consistent with, with your calling card and how you've been able to excel in the NBA which player from either the Bucs or the Suns are you looking at and, you know, you're expecting to step up and be the next man up in this finals? Yeah, I mean, you, I think you've seen it throughout the, the playoffs. Um, when Chris Paul was out, uh, Cameron Payne stepped up and had, had a couple of huge games. Um, and even, I mean, Chris Middleton is an all-star and a star and uh, awesome player. But, you know, when Giannis down, he, he stepped up, uh, him and Drew Holiday, to really um, take over and close out that series. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a really good series. Um, both, I think, evenly matched teams. And uh, hopefully Giannis can, can be healthy for it because I know how much it, it must be killing him to, to not be out there uh, right now. Yeah, you, you, know, you know them pretty well. You talked about Giannis. You talked about Chris. Um, you, you were with them in, in Milwaukee when, when they were still on the rise. We, you know, I, I think we all kind of had an inkling, an idea about their potential. But did you know that they were going to be this good? Did you know that they were going to be, you know, Giannis is a generational player. You probably go down as, as one of the best ever. And Chris Middleton has emerged from someone who was at the end of a bench to now an all-star closing out playoff games against the best in the world. When you were, when you were playing with them in Milwaukee, did, did you know that, oh, yeah, just a couple of years, these guys are going to be out of this world? 
I, th- I think you could just tell from their work ethic. Uh, mm. Both those two guys are just extremely hard workers uh, on the court, in the weight room, uh, doing the recovery stuff, uh, watching game tape, and and just uh, competitive, competitive guys. And uh, I loved uh, my time playing with them, and I'm really happy for them that they, they've got this opportunity to to try to win a championship. Now, on the other side is, is, a, is a backcourt that you've played against a lot. Um, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, you, you, you've played against them individually many times. Um, but trying to stop the two of them together must be a pretty unique challenge. Um, where would you rank that Phoenix backcourt among the best backcourts you've faced in your career? And you've, you've faced some formidable backcourts on big stages as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they have to be right up there. I mean, uh, both guys can, can obviously knock down shots, create for others and, and carry the load and, and win a game, uh, you know, almost individually on the offensive end uh, for their teams. And they've done, both done that for, for a number of years now, but you put them together and, you know, even if you're uh, doing a good job defensively on one guy, uh, you know, limiting them, making it tough, you know, the other guy might be going off. So I think that's what makes it so hard is, um, you know, you, you have to try to limit both of them. Um, but, you know, you can't help off Booker if Chris Paul's coming off a pick and roll. Uh, and, and they also have a lot of other great shooters uh, around spacing the floor around that Aiden uh, Paul pick and roll. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, how Milwaukee defend it. How, how frustrating is it um, or how much of a challenge is it, uh, I, I should say, when your task, say, for example, to be the primary defender on someone like Chris Paul and then you get switched out, but then you get switched out to Devin Booker and then it's like, come on, can I catch a break here? <laughs> I mean, that, that's what you want, though. That, uh, you're playing against the best on, on the B stage and you want that challenge. Uh, I think the key is that, you know, everybody in the whole team knows uh, the scout report and exactly what you're trying to do defensively uh, because you end up cross-matched a lot of the time, whether it's on a switch in a pick and roll or you just might be cross-matched defensively in transition. Yeah, see, that's what makes you truly special because I've, I've seen enough, I've seen enough players just switch with no screens. Just saw the guy and be like, no, switch, you get him. You get, I don't want no piece of him. And that's what makes you special because you're actually looking for it. You're actually hungry for it. Um, now, one of these two teams, they're going to be ending a very, very long um, title drought for their respective cities, right? Um, you have some history with that when famously you guys delivered a championship to Cleveland and in the famous words of Mike Breen Cleveland is a city of champions again because of your Cavaliers you're smiling as as I remind you of this because uh, I guess that answers my question how fondly do you remember that and what do you remember the most about what that meant for that fan base that just hadn't had a championship in generations uh, I mean, it still gives me goosebumps, uh, you know, hearing about it and, t- and talking about it now, what, five years later, uh, because of how much it meant to everyone in the city. And, you know, people were coming up in the street, you know, 45 years old, just saying thank you because they'd never seen a championship uh, in their whole life. And, 
um, that, that was just a special thing to be a part of and, and the passion and support from, um, you know, the Cleveland and Ohio fans for, for their sports teams is, um, it, it just runs deep and it, it's just so unique. Um, and then obviously, you, you know, you had the crowds in the playoffs, which were unbelievable. And then the parade was just, I don't, I don't think anyone could have predicted uh, the turnout for, for the parade. It was um, something I'll never forget. You still eat for free in Cleveland anywhere you go, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you offer to pay, but if you didn't, they'd still let you eat for free, right? Oh, that's Delhi, of course. Here, come take everything, Delhi. You gave us a title. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, the, the people in Cleveland have always supported me, uh, you know, from my rookie year, uh, you know, to today and um, just special people there. And uh, I've loved every minute of it. See, I take that as code that anytime I visit Cleveland, I just say we're friends and I get a free sandwich. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Don't say anything. Don't, don't don't say anything. All right. Because they might have evidence that we're not buds, but just just smile there. And then I'll show them a screen cap of this. And everywhere I eat, I'll be like, Deli, he's, he's my buddy. And I'm sure I'll get like a free upsize on a drink or something. I'll try so, it at least. I'll try it. <laughs> Um, now, apart from apart from the NBA, obviously, um, international competition is also something that um, you have a lot of experience and, and success with. And it's international competition season right now as well as the NBA finals. Um, if, if I ask you what comes to mind as maybe a favorite moment in your, I mean, what now, 12 years playing for the Boomers? What 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 jumps up first on the list? Uh, probably my, well, my first, uh, series for the Boomers in 2009, when I just finished the under 19s and, uh, was playing in a series against New Zealand. And it was so physical. It was, it was the most physical basketball I've ever played. I was, uh, kind of thrown in there to try to, uh, limit Kirk Penny, who, who's a great mm -hmm. shooter, uh, and offensive player from, uh, New Zealand. And I was, dodging screens from uh, Mika Vakona, who was, you know, another great player who was just physical and tough. And, you know, I was 18 years old, uh, getting beat up, just trying to chase through these screens. And um, that, that was a great experience. And then um, I think making my first Olympic team uh, after getting cut twice uh, for the 2010 World Cup, making that uh, first Olympic teams in, in 2012 was... Uh, a special moment does your approach change at all if you're preparing for an international competition uh versus playing in the nba um not not really i mean you're just always trying to work on your game um you know getting used to the balls is a little bit different internationally that, that's probably the main thing and you know are there any aspects of the international game that you feel could work to to the advantage of teams who don't have as many physically dominant players on their roster. I'm asking for a friend, um, no one in particular, but say, for example, there was a country that loved basketball so much, but maybe didn't have as many physically dominant players on their roster. Um, what's what maybe the aspects of the international game do you think we could take advantage of? Well, I think it's something that, um, you know, the boomers we, we've, done over the last you know 10 to 12 years is we've had a core group that has come back every year and every off season to play 
and uh, just continue to develop that chemistry and understanding and uh, friendship, you know, away from the court that uh, when we get on the court, you know, we just have a level of understanding and trust and chemistry that I think other countries, you know, don't necessarily have if, if they're not playing every year together. And I think that's a, a formula that uh, actually uh, Brett Brown, our coach back in uh, 2012 showed us was, you know, for Argentina and Spain, you know, when uh, Argentina won the gold in 04, Spain in 06 at the World Championships, those guys mm. have been playing together every year for a long time. And I think that's something we've all tried to commit to uh, over the last 10 years. And, and, and you know, it's it's really such a, such an impressive program and a program that I'm sure is uh, going to have lofty aspirations this coming Olympics. Do you want to share a little bit what the what the goals are for the Boomers, what the expectations are for for the for the Boomers in 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 the Olympics um, and maybe in the World Cup in 23? Um, I mean, right now we're, we're just focused uh, on the Olympics and, and there's one goal and that's to win a gold medal. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I love how how you've been you've been so happy and jolly and reminiscing. Uh, but when it came to talk about goals, you got all serious on me and quick to the point and said goal is gold medal. I love it. I can't wait to watch the Olympics. I can't wait to see you there. All right. Now, before I let you go, I want to try something a little bit new here on our show. Um, it's a couple of quick and fun segments made especially for you. All right. Um, so. It's called difficulty ratings, right? D for Delhi, D for defense. Um, because you can't spell Delhi without D, you can't spell defense without it. Your reputation for gritty defense means you had to take on tough defensive assignments against many talented backcourt players in the league in an era where we have probably the most talented backcourt players on every single team in the entire NBA starter backup, backup to backup. And you've held your own and then some. So I want, I'm going to give you a handful of names and I want you to give me um, on a scale of one to five, how tough they are to guard, right? Five is, five is I'm spending the two days before that game, preparing myself, getting extra sleep, getting an extra workout in, mentally preparing to play that guy. One is I'm defending you, Nico, which means <laughs> I could probably do it if you wake me up in the middle of the night and I'm still half asleep. So that's a scale one to five. All right. Okay. okay. Here we go. Um, number one, Chris Paul. Five. Yeah. It seems like he's a five. It's you. And, and you have a lot, of, you have to spend a lot of time in recovery afterwards as well. Um, number two, Devin Booker. Five. With, with the oh. list you're going with right now. I mean, <laughs> I'm preparing, watching game tape and, getting sleep and recovery to, to try to defend all these guys. So and that, that's pretty much everybody in the NBA. <laughs> the Bucks are going to have some, uh, some sleep to catch up on to prepare for those guys. All right. Number three, Trey Young. Uh, five. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting especially range. the way he's been playing. Yeah. Shooting range, shiftiness in the pick and roll, the way he can draw fouls. Uh, number four, Lou Williams. <laughs> Another five because he, he's got every trick in the book. He's um, 
a, a veteran who, you know, really smart player, can, another guy that can get to the free throw line. You really have to show your hands uh, when you defend him. And that, that just allows him to get uh, into open space more. Yeah, and, and, and the thing with Lou Williams is um, I actually want to give him a six just because he's the best six man ever, and I feel <laughs> like that would be, be perfect for him. I see a trend. I see a trend going here, Deli. Um, so I'll, I'll go quickly on them because I have a feeling I know what the answer is going to be. Okay. Dwayne Wade. Five. James tough, Harden. Tough, tough post-up player to defend. Harden, oh, yeah. Dwayne du- Dwayne Wade's Dwayne Wade's listed at six five, but when he posts up, it seems like somehow he becomes a power forward, and he's like, "Oh, did he just become six nine all of a sudden?" And extremely strong. Yeah, yeah. On the Olympic team, he plays the four, and it's always so it's always so impressive. Um, you said five for James Harden. That's also someone crazy strong. Um, how about someone who is incredibly quick and someone you had a lot of a lot of practice time trying to defend? Kyrie Irving. <laughs> uh that, that's definitely a five uh he's change of direction change of speed i mean he can finish with both hands um you know had a lot of time you know trying to guard him in in practice and i think that definitely helped me uh become a better defender now okay what what, what about this guy your defense on him is what made you world famous steph curry uh i mean oh another five he He's really tough because um, not only is he uh, really tough to defend with the ball in his hands, the way he moves without the ball, uh, you really can't relax for a second uh, on an offensive rebound. When he gives the ball up, you almost have to be uh, more locked in um, because you know there's a screen uh, or another cut coming. That's a, that's the biggest that's the biggest trick in the NBA, right? Is that is when when Steph gives up the ball. Uh, I think for about a year or two there, he was catching defenders um, with, with with that trick, going kind of dropping their shoulders a little bit and saying, "Okay, here's a moment for me to breathe." When actually, most of the time when he gives up the ball, it's just the setup. It's just the setup for something exactly. worse coming. <laughs> um, exactly. We got two more guys on the list. Number nine, Dame Lillard. Uh, definitely a five. Um, I played against Dame in college, and he was an explosive mm. scorer then, and uh, he's just taken it to another level, uh, even even this season. Um, he's got deep, deep range, uh, that step back going left, and can also explode and finish at the rim. And last but not least on the list is one Mr. Bradley Beal. <laughs> Another five. Um, uh, I've had to guard him um, a fair bit, and another guy that's just strong, uses his body really well. Um, obviously, has has deep range, can shoot off the dribble, um, and and can get in the paint and, and use his body to finish as well. All right. Well, since since we got all fives on everybody on that list, um, I, I'm I'm gonna put you on the spot and actually make you pick. Right. So for our for our last bit, I want you to help. I want you to build and I want to help you build the all Delhi team. 
So it's named after you, obviously. You have a long and successful career of ex- being extremely unselfish, making winning plays, even if those contributions don't always show up on the box score. The intangibles that you provide to any team that you've been on is, is really something that l- immediately leads to wins, right? And every team needs someone like that, plays defense, is unselfish, is willing to do whatever it takes, dive for the loose ball, 50-50 possessions. You're the guy, right? So I want you to name me five players, and you can't name yourself, um, who are on the all-Delhi team, who you feel and you've seen or you've played with or against really embody that that level of hustle and defense and unselfishness that, that you possess. The team first, do whatever needs to be done type of guys. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think, uh, can I go with uh, Bogut? Yeah, that's of standard. course. Of course. Um, Why uh, am I not surprised that Andrew Bogut <laughs> gets mentioned here and, and is your first pick? I agree yeah. with you. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I agree with you. But uh, you picking him first, I, I, I smell a little brotherly bias here, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Andy Bogut on the list. Yeah, well, just uh, his talk on defense. Um, I could pick up full court and not have to look over my shoulder because I knew he'd be calling out every pick. And he was the anchor of the defense and really unselfish, underrated passer. Um, I think I might have a pretty big team because I'll go uh, Anderson Verjao, okay. mentor early in my uh, Cleveland c- career. Just would get all kinds of rebounds, just tipping it to himself, hustling, taking charges. Another really underrated passer. Um, it's going to be a big team. Uh, I'll go uh, Tristan Thompson. Nice. An absolute animal on the boards. Um, and I mean, he's got so many extra possessions, um, defended bigger guys, um, you know, just so many extra possessions, which in the playoffs is, is so important when, you, when right. you're trying to win. It's hard to get buckets. Um, and then I'll, I'll pick two guys that I haven't played with, but I, I really respect. Um, PJ Tucker, um, right. tough, tough defender. Um, you know, he, he's in the corner, you know, he can definitely knock down a corner three, but he's just doing everything he can on the defensive end. You can hear him talking. Um, he's taking charges. He's taking the challenge of guarding the best player, um, getting extra rebounds as well. And then i uh, got to get a guard in there. I'll go uh, with TJ McConnell, who has just uh, continued to get better. It's got a ton of steals. He's always picking up full court. You have to know where he is at all times. And uh, he, he's another one that just pushes the pace and finds open teammates. Well, let me tell you, if you look through that that roster of TJ McConnell, PJ Tucker, Double T, Andy Varejao, and Andy Bogut, there's not, no one is excited to play that team. <laughs> no, people, if that were an actual team, people would see that on their calendar and go like, oh no, not again. <laughs> Not these guys again. And, and, and I think that that's a testament to the all Delhi teams. So, um, I, I, I love it. And uh, thank you for indulging us and uh, for giving us a sneak peek into how your mind works. And uh, if you were a GM, what type of team you'd build um, and how absolutely frightening, to be honest, that team is. <laughs> uh, 
But ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matthew Delavadova, Delhi, thanks a lot for making time for us. We really do appreciate this. And you have a lot of fans and supporters here in the Philippines who identify with with what you bring to the basketball court and how passionate you are about the game um, and are such such huge fans of of your success and what you represent uh, in basketball. So this is this is a big moment for us. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you very much for the kind words and, and thanks for having me. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, Mr. Matthew Delavadova, if you guys have any comments on the Delhi Five, the all Delhi Five, the, the let us know in the comments. Um, this this NBA Finals will will definitely be historic and will be one to watch. Uh, don't you dare miss a single second of the finals. It's going to be live on One Sports TV Five and NBA TV Philippines or on demand via NBA League Pass. And don't forget, you can go to nbastore.com.ph. That's where they have plenty of new arrivals at this time of year. Check them all out right now. We'll see you guys again very, very soon. I want a million lives. I want a billion profits when all that I got is a villainous mind. I keep a real in the pocket while you hear the venomous lies. I do not speak like a prophet because I got a million styles. Let's see what's really inside. Pulling over in the whip. Flying out another trip.